wanted to say thanks to Josh for preaching last week. I haven't got a chance to listen to the message, but I have heard a lot of comments that people appreciated the ministry of the Word. Also, Jason, thanks for doing the middle part of the service. One of the passions that I've had is just seeing young guys ministering the Word, being able to do that. Um, I've had that for a long time, and it's just exciting to see or to hear good comments like that from this past week. Uh, Diane and I got to FaceTime Cherith Hunt. So for those of you who know Cherith, she's a member of our church, left last uh, December, January to go to Kitwe, Zambia to minister to the deaf, and uh, she's doing great. So you can pray for her as she's starting to teach at the college level on sign language. And what we're praying is there's just an explosion of the capacity to get the gospel to the just thousands and thousands of deaf there in the central part of Africa. Well, if you have your Bibles, let's turn to Matthew chapter 4. If someone asked you, how would you describe Christianity? If someone were to boil it down to a few words, what would you say? For me, a lot of times, my, my, my mind will go to a, a creed, a, a, a doctrine, <clears throat> or it will describe a way of life, or some kind of institution. But a lot of times, we can talk all around Christianity and, and not get to the most simple idea. And, and for years, this has been something that I've been passionate about, is trying to be able to explain in understandable terms, what Christianity is all about. And to me, the Bible makes it simple, and it's probably like you, you come to those aha moments, it's very simple as it is written here. But I've come to this, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. That's Christianity, becoming a follower of Jesus Christ. And what I do, whether I'm in vocational ministry or not, if I, any, any believer as a follower of Christ has given the responsibility to help others to follow Christ. Very simple. And that's why I would describe really that we are called to a simple life. Christianity is a very simple concept. I didn't say simplistic because it's not simplistic. But the call is very simple. In Matthew chapter 4 and verse 19, Jesus was walking along the sea, and he said to these fishermen, follow me. He said, follow me. Those profound words, as he engages them with eye contact, he calls them to himself. And then he says, I will make you fishers of men. In Matthew 28, at the very end of his ministry, he says, go and make disciples. And if we were to define the word disciple as one who follows the teaching, someone who spends their life with a rabbi, someone who is, is with a person all of the time. And so here is what we do. We follow Jesus. We follow him. And we help others to follow Jesus. And I'd like this morning to expand on these ideas a little bit. 
And I know there are many times you hear me talk on this theme because I, I really believe it's central to our existence. It is central to our purpose. And it's very easy to, to drift away from that. When Jesus says to these fishermen, follow me, he is not calling them to, a, to, to just believe a set of doctrine or to pray a prayer or to make a confession. He is calling them really to spend time with them. He is calling them into relationship. In John 14, 6, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So that is what he is calling them to. In John 10, 10, he says, I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. My, my typical response could have been years ago if someone asked me about how, how would you define Christianity is to list the cardinal doctrines or essential doctrines. In other words, these things you have to believe to be a Christian. And, and yet I've, I've seen people who can nod their head and say, I believe that, I believe that, I believe that, but have no evidence that they're walking with Jesus. There's just no evidence of that. I could give them a list of do's and don'ts. You know, Christians, if you're a real Christian, you do all these things and you don't do all of these things. I could give them a manual on the Christian life. I could explain to them that, that this is how the Christian life should look, and if you follow all these things, you'll, you'll be a Christian. But the greatest thing that I could ever do for a person is to introduce them to the person of Jesus Christ and for them to enter into a relationship that's real and vital and meaningful that lasts every day. And this is what Jesus has called us to. He's called us to himself. And so he didn't hand them a list. He didn't hand them a book. He didn't hand them a creed. He basically handed them himself. He said, I want you to come and follow me. You come and be with me. And at the very end of the Gospel of Matthew, he says, now I want you to go and I will be with you. Isn't that beautiful? It's all about relationship. You come follow me, be with me. Now you go and I'm going to be with you. Every part of it, is relationship. Now, it's not to discount that we have doctrine, we have belief, we, we have values that we believe in Scripture. But, folks, if, if, if we have all of that and miss the real, vital, meaningful, day-by-day walk, we've missed the essence of Christianity. And this is what people need to come to know Him. And, and, and Jesus rebuked uh, the Pharisees. He said, you have all the word and all the doctrine that speak of me, but you don't know me. And, and I feel like on a Sunday morning, our churches are filled with people that know all about Jesus, but they don't know Him. They really don't know Him in a personal, intimate, real way. I love the fact that <clears throat> when you go along the seaside and see these guys minding their own business, fishing, to realize that Jesus has sought them out. He sought them out, and he called them to himself. He initiated the relationship. He poured his life into them. And all we do is respond to the call. All we do is respond to the call. And I think, what does it mean to follow Jesus? Well, you say, well, I I believe in him. I, I trust in him. But But if you go all through the New Testament, I don't think you find any place 
where it says, ask Jesus into your heart. And, and that seems to be really what we just, as parents and grandparents, I pray that my, my child will be saved. I pray that they will ask Jesus into their heart. Okay, and once that's done, whew, it's all done. Well, folks, it is not all done. Because that's not what Jesus asked these people to do. He didn't come by the Sea of Galilee and say, now, hey, guys, hey, stop for just a moment. You need to ask me into your heart. Okay, Jesus, I'm asking you into my heart. Amen. No, he said, follow me. So the call is to discipleship. And, and discipleship is kind of a word that, that we, we use. We don't see it used a lot in our culture, but it means one who follows the teaching. He calls us to follow him, to be with him, to spend time with him, not just to pray a prayer or to nod our head at a doctrine or to join a church. He says, I want you to follow me, come be with me, spend time with me, and I want you to go and I will be with you. I liken this to me to a, and it's not a change of occupation. I think some, sometimes we think that, you know, if you're really spiritual, I mean, if you're a really committed person, you're going to go to Africa like Cherith did. So we get nervous. I don't know about that sur- surrendering to the Lord. He might send me like one of those places I've never heard of. <laughs> but that's not, that's not really the way this works. If you see in the New Testament... Typically, people continue doing the jobs they do. They continue in life, but, but now they're in step with their Savior. They're following Him. I love the passage in Proverbs chapter 3, and it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. Now, that, that's a verse I think I've spent many a morning starting my day just going over that verse. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. You get up, you're getting breakfast, you're getting in the car, you're going to work, you're picking up kids, you have an assignment. In all your ways, I acknowledge Him. You're my Lord, you're my Savior, you're my Master, you're my King, you're my provider, you're my help, you're my comfort. And it goes on. He's everything. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the fullness of life. And when I acknowledge him, then I find that my life begins to take on a different countenance because now I have peace. If I'm acknowledging that above me and around me and in me, is the supreme God and our Savior, the one who is the creator of the earth, who is sovereign over all things, who who is good in all of his ways, who provides every need that I have. I have no need to fear. I have no need to worry, to be anxious. But I think Christians, when they get up, and typically this thing happened to us, you don't even think about God until 2 o'clock. Maybe when you have a crisis. <laughs> uh, He's not in our thoughts. We don't acknowledge him. We don't, and, and so what happens is, we, like we were singing about a little while ago, is our lives are overtaken by fear and worry and anxiety and, and, and stress. And, and so a world does not see an attractive Christianity because they see no difference in us. They see no difference in us. 
But when someone is acknowledging him in all their ways, they're following him, they're with him, they, are, they, they know him, all of life takes on a different characteristic. It is the context of my life. My life is walking with him. It is being with him. It is surrendering to him. And I, and I thought that that all, of all the things we might surrender, and people can talk about this, you know, I, I'll surrender my house, I surrender my car, I surrender my salary, I surrender my stuff. You know, the hardest thing to surrender is your own will. It's, it's the heart to surrender my will. But it's a surrender of my will. It's a focus of my affections. It is a sensitivity to His working around me. It is a responsiveness to His leading in my life. And it is stump, a simple step by step. You say, well, how can you think about Jesus all day long? <laughs> you say, I've got to concentrate at work. I've got to concentrate on my driving. I can't be daydreaming. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but there is an awareness, a, a continuing consciousness that every step I take, and in Galatians, Paul talks about it this way, keeping step with the Spirit. You keep in step. I acknowledge Him. I acknowledge His presence. I acknowledge His working around me. I'm sensitive to what is happening. I, I ha- have a perspective that is not just temporal and tangible, but eternal and invisible that extends really to the ends of the earth and into eternity. It is a very simple life. Now, I know, I didn't say it was easy. (laughs) I never said the Christian life is easy. But it is a very simple life. You follow Jesus. You get up every day. You stay in tune with Him. It's not easy because the whole world system is not geared that way. The world system is not thinking about God. The flesh that we have is not bent toward God. The devil and all of his plans to destroy is working against that. But we are able to follow Jesus by what He gives us. He gives us His Word, and He gives us His Spirit. Every morning we get up, He's with us. He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. You don't have to go find Him somewhere. You don't have to call Him on the phone. You don't have to text Him. I'm just checking in. He's there. He knows everything. He's right there. And by acknowledging Him, acknowledging His presence and pouring out your heart before Him, you're able to express all your need, all your feeling, all of the day. His Word is you're able to look at it, even if it's you're looking at one verse. I know sometimes we talk about the verse of the day that we have on the, the U version. I don't know how many of you use that, but, but uh, there are days that I'll, I'll miss doing that. But the uh, U version, I'll just pick what's the verse of the day. And just think about His words. You find them encouraging you. They instruct your heart. They help you. They support you. They lift you up. Any amount of time that you spend in God's Word is able to build you up. His Spirit carrying you along, His Word instructing you. And the more we're with Him, the more we become like Him. The more we're with Him, the more we become like Him. I've met a lot of Christians who aren't much like Jesus. Now, I'm not saying that to try to be critical of everybody else, but I'm, I, I, I've been with people who have seminary degrees and doctorates in theology that don't remind me of Jesus. 
Now they can they can parse the Greek. They can read fluently out of the Hebrew. They know all of their theology. They can debate and argue creed all day long, but they don't look like Jesus. When you when you're with Jesus and you have time with Jesus, you start looking like him. You start behaving like him. And this is to me the greatest impact that that Jesus had on his disciples. If we thought, you know, and we, we try to think today in education, and that's kind of been my last stretch of time as being in in uh, in education. But I think well, how do we how do we best equip college students for their life's work? So we're thinking of all the academic programs and co curriculars and in doing this and and uh helping them to, to find job placement and internships and all. We do all of these things to try to figure it out. How did Jesus prepare these disciples, these followers? It was just time with them. What did they talk about? They talked about everything. He had formal times of teaching where he'd sit down instructing them. There, there were many times of just question and answer. But, but when he said, follow me, when he said, follow me, he invited them into his life. I remember when I first went to college, and um, actually it was a Christian college, and they had a rule there that, that the, the teachers couldn't fraternize with the students. I thought, what does that mean? <laughs> that means that you can't go over to the professor's house because they're, I don't know what they're afraid of. They're afraid of might be getting favors from the teacher, maybe it affect your grade. And, and now that I look back on that, I think they outlawed the most important thing a teacher could ever do. I find out now that, that probably if I want to invest in someone, have them over to the house for pizza <laughs> or going out for coffee or just spending time together, is the greatest contribution I could ever make. If I'm going to hand them a textbook and I'm going to give them a test and have them write a paper, what's that going to do? All that, all that does is give information. There's no transformation. And so the way Jesus did this, and it's the way Paul did it, and all through the early church, that the way we teach Christianity is we continue what he's done for us. We follow him, we help others follow him. That, that's why we exist. It's simple, but not easy. And the more we are with Him, the more we are like Him. This is who we are. If someone were to say, who are you? And I, I, I'm not opposed to using the word Christian, even though it's only used twice in the New Testament. Um, it was actually used in a disparaging way when it was first used. They called them Christians, like little Christs. It's kind of a negative connotation, but I, but I think that when if I were to describe what it's really like, I would say I'm a follower of Jesus. Because because it's more than just a prayer. I'm not I'm not trying to diminish asking Jesus into your heart, believing upon Him, putting your faith in Him. But but I'm saying that it is more than that. He is calling us to follow Him, to be with Him, to keep in step with Him, to spend our time with Him, and that is the way that we help others to know Christianity. We don't just give them a book, give them a track, send them off to a class. It is, it is through relationship. A lot of times we have created 
other ways of trying to identify Christianity or helping a person to be able to mature and to grow. But I, I, I tell you this, that when you, when you enter into the venue of relationships, it gets messy. There's a, there are problems, there are disappointments, there are heartaches. It'd be much easier just to give everybody a book. You want to be a Christian? Here, here's a book, here's a book, here's a book. A lot easier. I don't have to get involved. But Jesus got involved, and it was messy. And Paul got involved, and it was messy. Follow me. Now, here's the exciting thing. You can do this. You can follow Jesus. So what does it take? <laughs> I mean, it's, um, it's not rocket science. I heard a guy say the other day to me, this isn't rocket surgery. I thought, I, didn't hear, I never heard that one before. <laughs> Yeah, that makes metaphors there. But, uh, you know, how, compli- how complicated is it? How complicated is it for me to say, hey, follow me? I mean, you don't have to do a lot of mental processing except your will to decide, will I follow him or not? And that was a loaded command because you could have said, well, where are you going? That's what I would say. Where are you going? <laughs> What are you? What is this going to be? How long is this going to last? But he didn't give them all that, did he? He said, said, "Follow me." It's the most simple command to give. It is the most simple command to follow. But it's every day we follow him. So this is how I would say we identify ourselves. That's the way I say we identify our church. We're followers of Jesus. But the second part of this is helping others follow him. This is what we do. This is why we exist. We follow Jesus, but, but what kind of programs do you have? Um, and, and a lot of times what churches can become in time is like a, like a country club or like the community center, and we just have tons and tons of activity, and we just get busy doing all kinds of stuff. And... My feeling is this, and I'm not, I'm not against having programs and things to offer to people, but if we're not building relationships with people out there and we're not helping them to come to Jesus and we're secluded, I, I liken sometimes the church, the, the, the large stone castle with the moat that goes around it and then we come in on Sundays and we spend our week with all of our Christian friends and we let the drawbridge out once in a while, go across the moat, do our little evangelism, come back in, whew, oh, out with those sinners. <laughs> and we hope, hope to get them to come to the castle so that we, they can experience the castle. You know, and, and he never said, get everybody to come to church on Sunday. I don't really believe that we try to create something where everybody's just going to knock down the doors to come here. He sends us out. We go out. We go out. The people you know, your family, your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors, the people you're around, they need Jesus. And they're probably not coming to church next Sunday. But through the course of time, being alert and aware of those around you that have needs and realizing that that the answer is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And, And you don't need to kick down the door to their heart, but God will open those doors as He sees fit. And you're walking with Him, so you're working with Him. You think of the exponential effect of that. When I think of of this phrase, helping others, 
follow Jesus. There, there are two ways I, I see this personally. Ask the question, Matt, who's helping you follow Jesus? In other words, who's, who's discipling me? Who's discipling me? And the second question is, who, who am I discipling? Who am I encouraging? Because all of us need both. We need someone that speaks into our life, that encourages us along the way, that supports us. We can go to in confidence. We trust their character. We trust their advice. We know they're going to be honest with us. They know We know that they care. We also need people that we, as we look along the way, whether they're our own children or friends or neighbors or people, all along the way that need encouragement. And you can do that. You can encourage people along the way. I've often thought, how does it happen? One conversation at a time. It's one life at, one life at a time, one conversation at a time. To speak words of encouragement in that way. It should be the total life. Deuteronomy chapter 6 in the Old Testament, when they, they, they called this the Shema, the recitation, the, the teaching that they would give to the kids. And, and they said, the words that I command you today shall be in your heart. In other words, it's real. Now I want you to teach them diligently to your children. Talk of them when you sit at your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. It becomes a total way of life. A sensitivity to what's around us. How do you do that? And I think that just going into tomorrow, tomorrow's Monday. Now, I, I don't want to ruin your weekend by cutting it short by thinking about Monday, but you, you, go, in, you go into Monday, and, and then we are scattered. We're scattered everywhere, all over the city. We're scattered. But to, to realize that the most important thing you'll do this week is to walk with Jesus. That's the most important thing, because if you're not being who you should be, it's going to be hard for you to help anyone else. And if you're not walking with Him, you're out of step. You're out of sync. It's not going to be right. The fullest life you could possibly have is keeping in step with Jesus. And it's simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. I acknowledge when His Spirit is speaking to me through His Word. You know what it's like when God convicts you about something, when God calls you to obedience, when He's teaching you something, when He's reminding you of something. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? You know, you, you sense that. That's the Holy Spirit. He's instructing you in the Word. And you, every time that happens, you, you either say, okay, Lord, yes, I'm going to keep in step with that. Or you resist it. I know what it's like to resist God. And, and I'll tell you this, that for me, having walked with the Lord for a long time, uh, it's still not just a given that I'm going to get up and keep in step. Because I have self-will, I have self-reliance, I have self-confidence, and I have a bent to do it my own way. Anybody else like that here? Okay. So there's, a, there's always conflict going on, what God wants me to do, what, what I want to do. And so when I'm reading the Word, when I'm praying, when I'm committing my day to the Lord, God's calling me to obedience. He's calling me to keep in step. He's calling me to follow Him. And if I'm doing that, I'm going to be right where I need to be that day for others. And I wish that Christian ministries could see that it's not like, okay, we're going to reach 5,000 people this weekend by doing X. 
That's just kind of, you know, we always want to do something really big. The way you reach the world is one life at a time. One life at a time. And you can do that, and I can do that, because you're going you're gonna to cross paths with someone who needs to be encouraged every day. Maybe they don't know Jesus. They're not following Jesus. They don't know anything about Jesus. And what I, what I found, you're not going to get them from where they are to being a follower of Jesus in one conversation. And if you try to, you probably lose a friend. <laughs> it's probably not going to happen. But little pieces of conversations along the way, showing the love of Christ, being the person that follows Christ, caring about them like Jesus cared about you. What you're doing is repeating what He has been doing for you and ministering to you. So I really, I think of all the, all the people that are in your life, in your circle, in, in the knowledge of, that you come across with on a typical day, and the opportunities that you have to, be, to make a difference. The way we start off each day, to pray, to ask God for help, to follow Him personally, and to be able to help others to follow Him. To observe what God is doing all around you. To not have such tunnel vision. In fact, I was, we were, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. I was going through a series of setbacks. And I said, you know, when that happens to me, and I'm just sharing, I said, when that happens to me, I start thinking about me and what I got to do. And I start getting really discouraged. Instead of stepping back and saying, okay, what's God doing? What's God doing here? Because God is doing a lot more than I realize. And, and if, if something's touching my life or not going well for me, and, and I'm struggling, then, then God is doing something. And it's, it's a lot bigger than what I realize, and it's not all about me. This is not all about me. There are a lot of other people that are being affected. So what happens is I get out of the game when I'm, when I'm all consumed with myself. And we've watched that in sports. I'll, I'll sometimes you'll watch the little skirmishes that happen on the, in the, on the field when you have you know, a receiver is getting into it with a, with a cornerback, and they're starting to have a little fight over here, and then they forget that there's a, there's a game going on. It's like, hello. It's like the situation awareness. Hello. But that's the way I am. Again, poor little old me. I'm, I'm going through all of this. But God is at work in a bigger plan and, and, and working beyond what I can see. Listen to His Spirit. Engage one conversation at a time. Encourage. Build up. And we can do that. Every one of us can do that. As Diane was sharing with me this morning, we were just talking about this whole concept of following Jesus and discipleship where we're trying to integrate and introduce people to God's grace. We're trying to get them in touch with His grace. So how would you describe to someone else your way of life, your belief? Would you say, well, I've asked Jesus into my heart and I'm going to heaven? Or I'm a Christian? A lot of people say that, but I think probably the more biblical concept is I am a follower of Jesus. I don't, I don't follow him perfectly. I, I, I stumble along the way. I get off track from time to time. I'm not paying attention, just like the disciples, but I'm a follower of Jesus. So what do you do? What's your, what's your dream for uh, seeing this world come to Christ? Well, you say one life at a time, 
one life at a time, helping others follow Jesus. And you can do that. My, my belief, to have a healthy relationship, there needs to be simplicity. When things get really cluttered and complex, this, this would be true for marriage, with your kids, with any, any kind of relationship. And I think this probably is the most simple concept that I can come up with. If I were to describe what is real Christianity, is following Jesus. Every day, one day at a time, one step at a time, working through that, believing, obeying, responding, trusting, praising. And what difference can I make? Well, one life at a time, one conversation at a time. I'm helping others to follow Jesus. And you know what? It's not going to be from beginning to end with a person. I take them all the way to spiritual maturity, but along the way I can say a word, speak a word. I can do something to be able to help someone. And I believe this, that if we live that way, that true, authentic, real, vibrant Christianity will explode across Boulder Valley. Uh, it's been my prayer since I've been here, and I, and I probably greater fervency that all of Boulder Valley would know of Jesus. I know not everybody may believe. How's that going to happen? One life at a time, one conversation at a time. And my prayer is this, that we'd be able to see God do something through us on a daily basis, step by step, following Him. Let's bow together as we pray. Father, we are so grateful for, while Your Word is so magnificent and so profound that these concepts are so simple, to follow You, to get up, Make that decision to go and to spend time with you. And step by step, day by day, Lord, may we be with you and come to know you in relationship and fullness and joy and blessing. And Father, when sometimes we get overwhelmed with giving the right answers or knowing the right creeds or knowing the right doctrine, being able to, to be able to do all those things, to realize that if we can move people to Jesus just a little bit further, We've done a good thing because Jesus is the answer. And I pray that the culture of our church would be this, that we're just people following Jesus and helping others follow Jesus. Lord, give us grace and give us strength and give us focus and give us your favor. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.